Welcome back, everybody, to the Get Fit ASAP podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm your host. And today, I'm very excited to have on Jacob Hebner. How are you doing, Jacob? Hey, I'm doing well. How about you? Good, man. Good. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know Jacob, and I don't know how you don't know him already, but Jacob's a three-times game athlete. And uh, first trip of the game was in 2014, correct? Correct. Right. He got 18th place, 2015th. 10th place and then broke that top uh 10 in 2016 with seventh place dude just killing it 2017 a knee injury correct correct bursitis bursitis how long did that last oh geez lasted about a month and a half to two months approximately i mean i don't think i was full tilt till about two and a half months in two and a half months in did you just kind of like lay off the squatting or is it kind of you know all movement or no, yeah. So I worked at the time I was working with uh, Active Life RX, which is a great uh, prehab rehab company in the CrossFit realm, um, run by Sean Pash. And so uh, they really helped me through it. Um, I could not squat too parallel or even really even close to parallel, to be honest. It started to hurt. Oh, wow. um, and I still did a lot of squatting, quote unquote. It just was to a really high box. I was able to do that. I just couldn't, like, couldn't do a wall ball. And I think. Um, during that year's open, uh, the second, I think, I believe the second uh, open uh, workout of that year was full snatches. So there was no way I could even accomplish that. So, yeah. I had a question. Do you, do you um, did you think you, they were doing like the box squats or, you know, to above parallel, did that keep your leg strength pretty strong still? Or is that just not the same as going? Um, it, 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 it works on uh top end strength, right? Uh, I don't think it really helped the idea of pushing out the bottom of the hole kind of concept. Yeah. But then again, I couldn't work on that regardless, right? So I mean, really, I couldn't do any of that. So I realized that was going to go. So I was able to like push sleds um, and squat to like, man, I want to say it was like greater than 45 degrees. So I'm, I technically I should say less than 45 degrees, so maybe like 40 degrees. So it wasn't very deep at all. But better than nothing, I guess, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, better than nothing. <laughs> um, 2018, one of the people that got caught that new handstand push-up standards, right? I mean, what, I mean, you just have long forearms, or what's going on here, man? Yeah, so um, handstand push-up standard came out. I mean, the, honestly, the CrossFit Games in the past has kept uh, has switched out handstand push-up standards notoriously every two years they usually rotate to something new um they try something new and as we know the sport is growing so you tend to add new things and it's fine and so standards grow as we as we work alongside of it but they added a standard this year that uh, i don't necessarily agree with um and so uh anyways did the standard i uh, wasn't able to accomplish these standard requirements and so uh turned in a score that would obviously not allow me to attend regionals um, that year so yeah pretty much that's that's the basis of it and was that like super frustrating you know after that you know just back-to-back years those setbacks and then it's happened to be kind of when the open you know is coming along yeah it, it is and to be honest it's it, it's very frustrating myself but you also have to realize that i'm married and so my wife doesn't see me as much as she should because i'm mm. obviously training or whatever and so it's not only frustrating to me but it's also frustrating to my wife um because it always seemed that now, now, granted, you could say, oh, well, the, you, know, you know, the Open has kind of screwed you the past two years, when in actuality, it's bursitis that really, really did it to me the first year. But 
you know, it, it is. The Open has been hard, uh, hard for the past couple of years. So, you know, um, we're coming up on it this year. So, looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, could you tell us some, maybe, you know, some cool experiences you had that you have uh, have had, excuse me, because you're like a top level CrossFit Games athlete that, you know, maybe some just normal athletes or people that go to a normal gym wouldn't really know about? Yes, the beauty of CrossFit, what I've always preached and I've always said, is the beauty of CrossFit is community behind it, right? So if I had left college and not found CrossFit, uh, I probably would have ended up playing like intramural sports like most collegiate athletes end up doing. Um, but when you look at it, like intramural sports, usually you're, you're stuck to playing locally, you know, maybe, a, maybe, more, maybe 50 miles away at most, maybe 100 if you're like a national champion. But the beauty of CrossFit is it allows you to network with a community all over the world. It's that I've been blessed with the ability to go. Uh, I taught a camp in the Canary Islands in Spain uh, this wow. year. Um, I've, I've traveled to France and, and done a camp there. I've done stuff all over the place and been, able to, been blessed. Like uh, I went to Africa this past year also and um, went hunting, uh, taught, a bunch of, uh, taught a bunch of classes, taught a little camp, and had pretty much had it all paid for. And that's the beauty of it is the ability to go around, meet people, stay in people's houses. Um, and when you go to somebody's house and you stay with them and they're, you already have something in common with them, right? It's not like I'm showing up to your house and I don't know anything about you. Like if I came to your house, I would at least know that we have something in particular to talk about because we're both, you know, you run a gym. And so, and I'm involved in CrossFit. So there's something that we have in common to discuss from the beginning. And that's the beauty of CrossFit is a community that's allowed me to travel the world, meet new people and see new things. I mean, if I'd have done intramural sports, I probably wouldn't have traveled to Africa to compete on an intramural team. It probably wouldn't have happened, but that's the beauty of CrossFit. I think it's cool too. Like whenever you go on, like whenever I went on vacation, I went to New Zealand and like Hawaii and stuff like that. But it's just cool because like, all right, I'm going to work out. So of course I'm going to go to a CrossFit box. But, man, just everyone there is, like, you know, usually so open and helping you. And, like, you know, you got to go here, you got to go this, got to go this, which you wouldn't really know either if you just went to – unless, you, I mean, you pay for a tour guide or something like that. But I think that's really cool because you get to see stuff that you wouldn't know about because people are – you know, you're in that community with that, having that bond with them. Sure. And, and so many people come to Kansas to come for tourism too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no one comes there for tourism. <laughs> Dude, is it cold over there right now? Or like, yeah, it's cold as crud. Yeah, it's like it's pretty cold. Uh, I'm hanging out in the house. I'm not going outside. So I've got a barn on my property that I have obviously my gym in it, um, or you know the gym that I go to at nights at least. And uh, I've got a propane heater, huge propane heater in this barn. Like it is just it blows heat like crazy. The problem is it's been so cold my thermometer freezes, and so I have to like keep my thermometer in my house. And then when I'm ready, I take my thermometer out and plug it in because it'll I'll go out there and it'll be so cold it won't even work. <laughs> so gnarly, man. I love Kansas. So great. I'm crying about uh, California right now. I think it's 48. I'm like, damn, it's oh, freezing man. out here. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, you can't even use the word freezing because it's above freezing. The rest of us are just getting screwed. I know. No kidding, man. Oh man. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong. Plan A is to qualify through the Open this year. And then uh, I guess backup plans would be to qualify through a sanction event. Yeah. So currently, right now, um, um, pardon me. Plan A is qualify for the open, being top twenty. And then after I qualify for the open, um, I'll end up 
going to a sanctioned event regardless. I think most people are already doing that. It's good experience. It's good to get out. It's also just good to get out and get in a good training environment. Uh, if plan A does not work, so I don't go through the open for some unknown reason, um, then uh, plan B will be to go to a sanctioned event after the open and qualify that way. Now, um, I've spoken to a lot of people about this, and this is my disagreement with the season, is the fact that uh, these sanctioned events have the opportunity to invite anyone they want, which is fine. Like, they're their own event. You know, technically CrossFit Games does not own them whatsoever. They have their own entity. But uh, what's hard is, yes, I am a CrossFit Games athlete three, I mean, two years ago. So, uh, you know, I didn't go this past year or the year before. Now, CrossFit Games athletes usually get an invite to go to sanctioned events. So the benefit to that is if they don't qualify through the Open, they don't have to worry about doing qualifying events before the Open to qualify for a sanctioned event after the Open. Essentially, they already have a safety net built in because after the Open, if, for instance, Joe Schmo, who's a, who's a Games athlete, doesn't qualify top 20 in the Open because Joe Schmo is a Games athlete, he has a, an automatic safety net built in that he could call up some qualifier and say, hey, I didn't go through the Open. I'd love to come out there and do your qualifying event. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, sure, dude. You're Joe Schmo. You've been to the games. We'll definitely yeah. have you out. Well, unfortunately, it's not necessarily fair in the competitive atmosphere because the folks that have to go through all the rigmarole have to go through the qualifying events qualifying before event. the Open. Yeah. Correct. In order to choose them. So that's why I'm doing every single qualifier. And I will be accepting every single qualifier. And I'll be paying for a spot for every single qualifier. Now, if I show up, I may not show up at all. I may not show up to Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge. I may not show up to Brazil or Asia. But it would be, it'd behoove me not to qualify and not to have that spot available for a plan B. So that's my thoughts on it. I mean, it's a learning season. I mean, it's, it's a season full of ups and downs and learn, a learning process, I believe. Um, I know uh, – I'm sure pretty soon Morning Chalk Up and Justin LaFranco will probably be discussing the same exact things. Uh, the content, we've been speaking like on the side, like texting back and forth about it. Let, um, it's not necessarily very inclusive. Um, yeah. Now, if granted, I'd be saying, I want to clarify this first, is I would be saying this regardless if I went to the games this past year or not. I don't think it's fair. So let's say I went to the games this past year, didn't have an issue in the Open. And I was invited to go to Brazil. I wouldn't take that invite. I would still qualify because I think the purpose of it is you need to prove that you need you belong to be there. And that's the beauty of CrossFit is we all start from square one. So if we start from square one, then everyone should start from square one. Well, yeah, I kind of like how it too. You know, remember back in the day when you if you won the games, you could automatically get a you know get sent back. I like how that changed that. You know, what I'm saying because you should have to. Uh, qualify every every year because every year is gonna be totally different man and everyone's else is gonna be sure now do i think like do i think matt frazier needs does it need you know do i think matt frazier should be invited to go to sanction event absolutely he's freaking matt frazier like there's no doubt in that but you know should we be inviting joe schmo because he went to the games and he did okay probably not because there might be a rookie out there that is is being limited because no one knows who he is you know just because someone only has 800 followers on Instagram doesn't mean this guy can't be good and doesn't deserve a spot. Let him prove it and let him take a spot. No, for sure. Because when in actuality, that was me. I mean, like, that was every three, right? technically. Yeah. Yeah. Five years ago, you know, like, I didn't even have an Instagram and I'm working out by myself trying <laughs> to make it to the games. Like, if they took a spot for me because 
at the time a games athlete deserved to be there because of his name, I would have been limited. For sure. So, you know, that's my thoughts on at least rant over. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, how do you how do you feel like you stack up uh, with Matt Frazier? Dude, I don't think anyone's gonna. I don't, I, I, dude, I think I think it's that it's much his. Yeah, dude. I mean, here's the thing: is the beauty. No, no, I'm not. I will not put down any of his hard working. But the thing no, is, like, sure. thing is, like, when you come into CrossFit, there is an advantage. Uh, given to individuals that come with a background that directly coalesce back into CrossFit. So if you are a gymnast, Patrick Vellner, Cody Anderson, you don't have to tend to work on those. Now, I will say that it is probably a lot easier to become more efficient at muscle-ups and gymnastics than it is to become at a barbell and gain strength. There's a lot more in it on that side. So if you come in with a background in Olympic lifting, then you're very good at it. It's a lot easier to become better at different things. Now, again, I want to clarify, just because someone's good at Olympic lifting doesn't mean they're going to be a great games athlete. Yeah. Matt Frazier has put in the work that he deserves and deserves to be at the spot he is. But there is a benefit to it there. Well, strength you know, training, coming in with a baseball. You know, strength training is accumulated for, for so many years. Like it's only, you only get sure. so much stronger in so much time. That is correct. So, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see this year. Who knows? I mean, it's going to be a different kind of year with the different changes, so we'll see what, what's going to happen. Yeah, man. should be fun. should be fun either way. Um, just give uh, people kind of a little bit of background uh, about you. Uh, how long have you been doing CrossFit for? Uh, 2013 or 14? My first year at – no, 13, 2013. So my nice. first year at regional. First year I, I did the open, I went to regionals um, and got 18th at uh, regionals in the, in the North Central. Um, and then the next year, uh, 2014, I qualified second out of the North Central and actually placed 18th at the games. So I made it a point. And uh, in 2014, when I qualified, uh, right as soon as regionals was done, like it would just, we just cleaned up, stood in the podium, yada, yada, got all those pictures taken. I made sure to find that, that 18th guy because you tend to think like, oh, the people that are going to go to the games the next year are the guys who are top 10 in the regionals the year before. You know, you don't necessarily think, oh, I got 18th, like next year I'm going to go to the games. But anyone can do it, right? It's the amount of work you put in. So I made sure to find the guy who placed 18th in 2014 at regionals. And I told him, I was like, look, dude, I was like, you may or may not know this, but last year I had the same placement as you. I was like, don't go home and think, oh, I placed 18th. Like, next year my goal is top 10. I said, hell no. Next year you make your goal to make the qualifying beat me out of the spot. And so, um, but anyways, that, that's the, you know, again, like that's the beauty of CrossFit is anyone can come from anywhere and take a spot from anybody. And that's, that's the beauty of it. That's cool, man. That's cool. Um, and we kind of talked about, like, your base, I guess, or, you know, doing stuff before CrossFit. You, but you played collegiate football, correct? Correct. Yes, I was terrible. No, you're <laughs> I was in that like legit. If you thought that helped I was you, legit. No, yeah. I mean, like on the team, my favorite part about being on a team was the fitness aspect of it, and I loved every every part of that. But I was the most I mean, granted, I was there. So I was athletic at some point to be able to have to be there and play. But, but I was not great. I never started. I loved it, but I I loved staying in shape more than anything else. And so 
at the time when I was training for football for my junior and senior year, heck, I was probably already doing pretty much CrossFit anyways. Mm. You know, like what football player goes and swims? Not a whole lot, you know, like what football player goes and, you know, runs hill sprints and flips tires. And some of them do. You know, there's a lot of stuff I was doing that was already pretty much CrossFit until someone introduced me to it. And I thought, oh, well, crap, I've already been pretty much doing this. So. Yeah, that was kind of me. I kind of had a similar background. Like I, I had to work out a lot, and then I, I played football. But that's what got me into it in the beginning, you know. So kind of the same thing. I didn't do any swimming, though, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know what I was doing. I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so did you know, like, right when you started CrossFit that you wanted to compete in it? Like, is that kind of just like you're, you know – are you a real competitive yeah. person? Well, I, I think you are, but I think we should, probably are. No yeah, that. as soon as I found I, – the first day I found it, I walked into it. Someone had invited me to come to a gym, and so I showed up at 5 in the morning. What a dumb decision that was. So I showed yeah. up at 5 in the morning, and you know, I had no idea what was going on. It wasn't very ex- explained to me very well of the purpose of the workout, what we're doing. You know, This is for time. I remember just being yelled at, like, you need to row faster. You need to go more <laughs> faster. You know? I can't even touch my toes to the bar, right? And I'm just like, struggle bus city. I get done, and some guy, random guy, walks up to me and goes, "You know what?" He goes, "I think you'd be really good at this if you, if you really put some time into it." And now, granted, this was uh, the summer going into my senior year of college uh, football, so I still had one more year of football left. And he goes, "I think you should look into this." I was like, "Look into what? Like compete in what? Like what? Like be better at toes the bar?" And he's like, "No." He goes, "Go back." He goes, "Do me a favor. Go back and Google the CrossFit Games this year or today, and just see what it's like." And, and, and that'll answer some of your questions. And if you have any questions, come back tomorrow and ask me some questions. And I'm first, I'm thinking, ain't no way in heck I'm coming back tomorrow, but okay, bro. Like whatever. So I go back, look it up. And I quickly realized like, this is an international thing. Like you can compete on a stage at the times I was at that time. I think I was watching the 2012 or 2013 games. Actually it'd be the 2012 games. And so, you know, old school, I was like known in the stands, you know, and I'm thinking, this is really cool. Like, I could totally do this. And from that moment on, I pretty much told myself, like, I vividly remember, like, doing my senior year of football. And I, I was all in in senior year of football. Um, but at nights, I'd be out there throwing rings up on the uprights for football or practicing handstand walks on the turf. Like, I remember thinking, football is great, but there is no way I'm going any further with this, you know. Yeah. But CrossFit is amazing, and I can go far with that if I spend some time working on some of these skills. Um, and so I kind of knew that from the beginning and that's, that's kind of where it all started. Nice. Yeah. I feel like for me too, like kind of filled that void, kind of kept you competitive. Like after, you know, you're after college or after high school, it's like, what do you do now? Join an adult bowling league or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's not much to do, but with a crossfit, you can still, you know, push your body to the limits and just give you that, you know, something to, something to strive for a goal and that end goal really. No, for sure. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, so like, un- unlike most games athletes, you do have a full-time job, uh, project manager for a web development company, correct? Yep. I'm a last of a dying breed. <laughs> There's very few of us left, you know? <laughs> do you, do you like having a full-time job or is it out of necessity? Um, yes, I love having a full-time job. I, I don't think from my perspective, this, again, this is my perspective. This is not to judge anyone else, but from my perspective, I don't think it'd be fair to send my wife off to work a job and she'd be like, what are you doing today, Jacob? And I'd be like, ah, you know, I'm going to work out, lay around and hydrate. Yeah. Take a nap, you know, like it just, it's just not fair. And so, um, you know, when CrossFit's all said and done, I have something to lean upon. I can use what I have to still have a job. Um, 
And uh, so, yeah, I don't think I'd ever, I'd ever quit a full-time job. I'm able to do it, so why not do it? And the beauty of it is, like, a lot of people complain, like, well, why doesn't Jacob travel and do all these sanctioned events like everyone else? Well, partially it's because I don't need the money. Like, mm. a lot of these athletes have to travel because most of them live off of what they make, which is fine. Like, that's, that's their own prerogative. Good for them. But I don't have to because I make a full-time salary. Now, if I need to travel, it's for other reasons. Like I want to qualify or I want to get out of the house and get away this cold weather and go someplace warm, you know, like, but I don't have to travel because I don't need the money for it. Yeah. I mean, I was even thinking too, does it, do you think it balances out your life a little bit more? Cause you know, say for example, you don't have a full-time job and you just did the CrossFit or you're just training my like, man, it's just kind of, it probably, I mean, everything gets a little bit tiring, you know what I'm saying? But if you can be like, sure focus your energy on like the job every day or you know, for a couple hours and you go back to train and then you kind of re-energize I feel like. Sure. It, it, yeah, it, it does. Uh, I guess for lack of a term. You what? Does it impede on your training at all? Like take away from no. your training? No. Okay. Cool. Uh, I mean, uh, well, I mean, well, here's the thing. If I didn't have a job completely, would I be able to train more? Yes. Does it impede training? No. If that answers your question. Um, you know, like if I didn't have a full-time job, would I be doing other stuff that would be CrossFit? Absolutely. I don't know what it'd be, but it'd be something. And maybe I go on a bike ride. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I just couldn't see myself not having a job, not doing something right. I'm a pretty type A. I got to be doing something like that. That's why, you know, so I started a YouTube channel. That's why I started programming. Like I love to stay absolutely busy as much as busy as I possibly can to set myself up for success in the future. Cause when you think about it, like, I can't and won't compete in CrossFit the rest of my life. Like, kudos to the guys who are 55 that are still doing this. But the fact of the matter is, unless you see someone start when they're 25 and continue till they're 55, that's just too much time. Just too much time doing the same sport, right? And so you want to – the goal is to set yourself up for success for the future in such a way of, hey, you know, when I'm done competing in CrossFit, when I finally hang the hat and say, you know what, I'm done competing – I still want to be involved in the sport. Believe me, the community in this sport is amazing what's been set up. So to be involved in the sport, I want to have some kind of foothold or finger hold in the sport, whether that be my programming company or whether that be a vlog about training on my YouTube channel or whether that be whatever, you know, it's still nice to be involved in the sport, even though you aren't competing in the sport. No, for sure. Like you said, that community, I feel like is the biggest aspect of it for sure. Because you, you own a gym, correct? Yes. Yeah, so that's your involvement, right? So you may be done competing, but you have a gym. Kudos to you. I don't own Cobra Command. Most people think I own my gym. I'm sorry. Most people think I own the gym, Cobra Command. Uh, probably the way it words it doesn't help out. I don't because I just, you know, I'm. Well, it's a lot. Of God work. bless you guys who work with people. It's a lot of flipping work, and I can't yeah. deal with that many people that often. Yeah. I, I'm I'm somewhat of an introvert. Like I want to hang out in my house in the middle of nowhere. I want to hang out with my dog. I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I just want to, I just want to be chill. And you've got to show up every day and have, like, game face on, like, hey, yeah. how's it going? How's your life? How's your body? So you guys are the real heroes in my books. No, I'll feel you, like, I'll feel you on that, man. So now I'll just, you know, go somewhere and just be by myself for a little bit. I'm like, all right. I feel like- <laughs> I'm going to go hang out my car in the parking lot. Is that what you mean? <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but kind of getting into your, you know, your workouts and your programming more. I mean, I found you on Instagram uh, from one of my buddies. He tagged me one of your one crazy workout you did. I think it was like uh, it was like 200 cows on the on this uh, bike erg, 
I think you're doing like 30 thrusters every two minutes, you know, just one of those horribly <laughs> fun so workouts. Dude, I was like, I think I scaled it down. Well, I didn't have, I don't have a biker because I think I just did the assault bike and then I did like 15 or no, I did 20 thrusters. And I, and halfway, like I was at like, I don't even know what minute I was at, but was, I think I was at 50 cows. I was like, oh, dude, there's no effing way. I was like, all right, we're doing 100 cows. We're doing 100. <laughs> but I was like, holy crap. Because it didn't seem too bad, you know, like most workouts do that are simple like that. Uh, but holy, sure. you know, just punches you in the face. But I noticed yeah. you do a lot of workouts kind of like on the minute like that. Um, is that because like, well, I know when I'm doing it, like I f- you feel fresh. But at some point in that workout, you're like, holy crap, I'm not going to finish. Because the on the minute movement kind of almost makes you, I mean, the on the minute movement is almost just hard by itself, let alone actually doing the the real workout part of it. But is there any reason behind this stuff, like those kind of workouts? Yeah. So a couple different reasons. One, you learn to pace really well, right? You learn, you learn, you learn your body. You learn how to pace. You learn, at, you learn what output can my body do, and how can I sustain that? How long can I sustain that for? Right. Exactly. That's the first thing you learn. The second thing you learn is almost like um, there's a penalty to it, right? I'm gonna do something. And every minute I don't accomplish it, I'm going to take a penalty for it. So you learn to push yourself a little bit faster because you don't want to do that penalty any more than you have to. And when I program for folks, so when folks like show up to my gym, they come hang out and work out with me, I get really annoyed when people show up and we do a first-time workout. So say we're doing Fran, for instance. Like, let's do Fran. And um, somebody won't – Fran's kind of a bad example because you know a good time. But if we, if we do a, a workout for time, it's on the board and no one's done it before. You know, it's kind of net new. Um, if people show up and work out with me and they don't push themselves to the level that I think they should, and they're not reaching the same intensity. And so, um, in order to combat that and push someone to go a little bit faster, you tell them, okay, every minute you don't accomplish this workout, I'm going to make sure you're doing a penalty of some kind. And so that's the purpose of it is to push people to go a little bit faster. And not only the people that work out with me, but also myself. And so how that's really – I haven't done a whole lot of those um, as of late, um, a lot of the longer on the minute. Every now and again, we throw them in there. Yeah. But one other way of doing that and pushing you to go faster is to create a really aggressive time cap. And that's really what we've done, what Andrew's done when he's programmed for me is, you know, we'll do some kind of workout. And he'll put a time cap that's aggressive as crud. You're like, okay, well, you kind of sit down and figure out this This will take 30 seconds. That'll take 45 seconds, yada, yada, yada. And then by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, yeah, cool. I had 15 seconds of leeway time, and I got to be done. Like, you don't really have a whole lot of workaround space or resting time. And so, like I said, there's two reasons for doing those kind of workouts. Um, one is to learn to pace, and two is, uh, like I just said, um, was to create an aggressive time cap and make you move faster kind of concept yeah no for sure it makes sense do you does that help you know so i I know you have some crazy uh fit teenagers that work out with you do they do they push you or like is it important important to have that push in your training partners yeah so yeah the the girls do push yeah so we work out at nights with them they're over at my house every night working out with me um and so, I mean, I get, I get beat by them all the time. Of course, it's, it's scaled to be appropriate for a 14 or 13-year-old girl. Um, but I get, I get whooped all the time by them. Um, but, yeah, it is important. Uh, I have them training with me at nights and then during the day. And also at nights, I also have Jake Flowen and then also Andrew Keekler, who I also train with. So. Are, they like, are they pretty close to, like, your ability, maybe on certain things? Or 
do, does one of them push you on yeah. the May weightlifting and one of them pushes you on the Metcons or? It's exactly it. That's actually exactly correct. So Jake is a big dude. If you've seen some of my YouTube videos, he's a big old boy. He yeah. snatches more than me. Um, he's kind of our heavy lifter when it comes to snatching, cleaning, and jerking. Um, when it comes to actually like gross strength, like back squat, deadlift, front squat, that's actually Andrew. Andrew's a lot better than me at those. Um, and then when it comes to Metcons, it really depends on what it is, right? If we're doing monostructural work, like Jake will win just because of his size of frame and he's really great in a row or a bike, the skier. Um, if it just comes to gymnastics and essentially like gross Metcon, um, uh, gross like grunt work, um, Andrew is really good at that. And so you'll watch some of these videos I put up and like, People are always like, oh, yeah, Jacob's so good at this Metcon. Well, Andrew's like either beating me or a couple seconds behind me. It's not like everyone's like five minutes behind me, right? Like he's, he's right behind me or he's in front of me. So, for instance, we've done a lot of these. We're doing all these online qualifiers. And, you know, I'll win one. Andrew win one. Jake will win the next one. Like it goes back and forth all the time. That's the beauty of it, right, is you want to have people with you that push you in something. Um, you need people. If you want to get better, you have to surround yourself with people that are better than you. If you surround yourself with people that – now, they don't have to be better than you at everything, but they have to be better than you at something. And so a lot of people have disagreed with my, with my guidelines on that is when it comes to people training with me full-time, I don't mind it, but you have to be able to beat me at something, right? If you can't beat me at anything, then other than the fact that I have your friendship, what is the purpose? What am I gaining out of this? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I kind of want to get into your programming now. Um, you just started your, your programming company Midwest made and, uh, well, basically started like the first of the year, I think. Um, mm-hmm. but it's basically what you do every day. Uh, is there, why, why did you start Midwest made? I mean, I think I already know the answer to it, but yeah. So really when it comes down to it, um, you kind of look at, and I've done this for a couple different areas of my life. You kind of look at, uh, spaces that are available in the CrossFit realm, right? So, um, Rogue's got equipment. Yeah, and and last year in April, there really wasn't a CrossFit athlete other than Brooke Ince, well, she doesn't really show workouts, that really had a YouTube channel. And I said, you know what? I can fill that void. Now, I'm not a Brooke Ince. You know, like, um, I I don't have that videography capability that Martian has. You don't want to go to the movies, man? You could do it. No, 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 thank you. Um, but there was no athlete out there showing full workout videos, right? A lot of yeah, crash of games athletes for whatever reason are very secretive of their training and of their times. And I said, you know what? If we're supposed to be a very open community that I'm going to put everything up. I'm going to put the good, bad, and the ugly. Like you're going to see me do good at a workout. You're going to see me fail and do terrible at a workout. And you're going to see me get reps and you're going to be like, Hey, that's, those are definitely not, not standard movements like that. You're not meeting the standard. And that's fine. That's the beauty of CrossFit. You get to see everything. And so when I started that, I, I filled a void in that area, and I've really enjoyed doing that, and I still put out workout videos to this day. Um, and then I started to realize, you know, not only does there no games athlete out there that really shows for workout videos, and every now and again, Noah Olson does, of course, mm. but um, no one's really giving their full programming. Now, granted, you can, like, join Invictus, and some of the Invictus CrossFit Games athletes are doing Invictus programming, but really, is it what everyone else is doing, or are they doing something tailored to themselves? And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to open it up and I'm not just going to give them like a tidbit of it. I was like, I'm going to give them everything. If they want everything, they can have everything. And I'm not going to hide anything. I'm not going out in the barn and doing secret rolling sessions or doing like a secret <laughs> session. I don't want to show people, you know, like you're going to see it all. And you're, you're going to be able and so in the program, it includes 
my notes and my times. And some of these times you can see on like YouTube channel or whatever, we talk about it, but it includes my pacing, what I thought of it, how I did it, the weights I hit. Am I feeling good today? Am I feeling bad today? Man, why did I really suck at this workout? Well, let me tell you why I suck at it. And so I decided that both these things I've done in my life, I felt that there was a void in the sport. And I thought, I'm going to try and fill this and I'm going to see what happens. And it's gone over very well. Um, I think uh, so right now it's, it's not the 100% solution. So Midwest Made um, isn't the 100% solution to where we want to be. I think what we're offering right now in terms is specialty training, right? Specialty programming. Because when we really talk about it, Anthony, like, yes, Jacob Hepner's programming is cool and Jacob Hepner's programming is awesome. But is Jacob Hepner's programming for everybody? Absolutely not. And so right now it is specialty programming. You're doing exactly what I'm doing or half of exactly what I'm doing. Um, but what we're looking to offer in the future is expand and, and Andrew's already working on affiliate programming that we'll be offering that of course will not be mine. You know, of course there'll be some tidbits of it, you know, like you know, wall sit Wednesday is very easy for gyms to do and very honestly thrashes my body on a weekly basis. And so that's easy for a gym to do. So that'll be involved in affiliate programming. And in the future we'd like to offer, you know, gymnastics progressions, and then, of course, just basic programming for your Joe Schmo, um, because Joe Schmo doesn't need to be doing exactly what I'm doing. That would kill him, and he doesn't get anything out of it, right? It's not healthy for him. So, um, so right now, like I mentioned, we're offering specialty programming. It's just mine. It's not the full solution, but we'll be getting there. So we're excited to where it goes. Nice. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like, I, I think the thing is, too, like, people haven't done it before, because I don't feel like they want to be vulnerable on the internet. You know, obviously being out there seeing exactly what they're doing. But I mean, you, you could, you could basically post your whole thing and it's like, they can know what they're going to, what you do, but they ain't going to do it. So it doesn't, it almost doesn't even matter. Cause yeah, and, the hard part is not doing what it is. It's freaking actually going out there in the, in, you know, in your barn when it's negative 50 and then doing the damn workout. Sure. Yeah. And so that's, that, that's the other side of it is like, um, all these online qualifiers, I post all my scores before the deadline's up, well before the scores are, are, are deadline, because I'm like, go out and try to beat it, and, and that happens all the time, and that's fine, like, as long as I still qualify, I don't really care if I win the sanctioned event online qualifier or not, I just need to, I just need to qualify to go there, um, so you know, it, it's, it's been a learning process, I mean, some points it is annoying when you have someone say, we're not, you're not hitting standard, you're not even close, yada, 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 it's like, okay, yes, you're right, okay, it's a training day, like, if we really put a videographer in every CrossFit Games athlete's gym and had them video and put their workouts online, you'd see the same thing. But the problem is they don't see it because no one wants to do it. And that's fine. I'll take the heat from it. I'll take the, oh, you're not walking out, you're not standing all the way up, or you're not doing whatever, or you counted wrong. And that's fine, but we're all human. We all make mistakes, and we learn from them. So, you know, it's, it's been a learning process. I love doing it, but it's, it's a learning process for sure, and some days it's harder than others. <laughs> now, uh, on your program, you do do a, you know, a ton of volume. Do you think it's necessary for a game, games athlete to do that much volume, or is that kind of just what works best for you? To be, to be honest, Anthony, I don't think I do that much volume when it comes to metabolic conditioning pieces. Um, we do – I have two sessions a day. I usually do one – uh, metabolic conditioning pieces session. Um, uh, in my programming notes, um, let's say, for instance, we, we did a session this morning, hypothetically, I did a Metcon and I'm feeling thrashed. So for instance, uh, yesterday, I did a metabolic conditioning in the morning. And then yesterday night, I, con I get, came in, I lifted and I decided I'm not going to do this metabolic conditioning piece. 
I will put it in the notes for our program and say, you know what? Here's a metabolic conditioning piece I was planning on doing. I will be doing it later on this week, but I did not do it tonight, and here's why. And you can make the decision yourself if you so choose to do it. Like People think, like, oh, you got to do like five Metcons a day. That's just going to beat your body in. And when it comes down to it, you need to ask yourself, what are you trying to improve and what are you not good at? What is Jacob Hepner not good at? One rep max lifts, explosive strength, and pretty much anything on a barbell. Okay, how do we improve that? Accessory work, strength work. Okay, so are Metcons important? Probably not. So last night, not doing a deadlift, pegboard, burpee, muscle up with a weight vest workout was probably a good decision. Like in, in actuality, and saving it for Friday is probably better and letting your body rest for today. So, um, so when I look at it, really, I don't think I'm doing as much volume as you think I'm doing. I think people think I'm doing a ton and we've really tailored it back to improve the, the strength focus. Yeah. I think like, I mean, that's almost like a better question for like maybe, uh, you know, a few months ago or whatever, when you're doing those crazy long Metcons, like you could just literally just do one of those and be trash for the day or oh, yeah, sure. whatever, you sure. know, doing all the other stuff after. Do you think it's a hard line or to, it's, it's hard to draw a line between like pushing that volume and getting like, you know, overtrained or whatever, or do you kind of know your body well enough where it's like, oh, I, I think I'm good or. Yeah, I think you, should, you need to know your body, right? You need to know what you're capable of, what your goal is, right? If your goal is to improve your mental fortitude when it comes to going to a sanctioned event because you fall apart like in later on the day because you've done a Metcon, then you probably need to do that extra Metcon. But if you're trying to improve on strength gains like myself, then probably doing that extra Metcon isn't necessarily important and won't really help you. So you need to ask yourself what your goal is overarching. Exactly. Uh, now, do you do any type of like active recovery on those two days and th- or sorry on those Thursdays and Sundays? Nope. Nope. Just chilling. Not at all. Yeah, just chilling. I get a lot of work done. Um, I think uh, I think actually on Sunday we're going to like a me and the, me Jake and Andrew are going to a like in, in Kansas City. There's a in downtown Kansas City. There's like a virtual reality like shooting game tournament, oh, wow. and so we're going to go hang out of nerds and do that so i mean we're gonna run around with like plastic guns i mean i'll consider that active recovery but no i don't i don't really do a whole lot of active recovery um i, I honestly just try to get a lot of work done chill out eat a bunch of food so it's kind of nice. my goal do you go to uh go to a trampoline park i don't know if they have it over there play some dodgeball oh we have yeah, some, those. Yeah. i hate those places oh, dude, you go there and get sick this is where all the germ donkeys hang out <laughs> all the little kids coughing freaking <laughs> yeah they're all coughing on everything like i'm not doing that no way <laughs> um cool man i only have a couple more questions uh i posted on our, our uh, instagram and asked anyone if they had any questions to, uh, to ask you so I'll, I'll shoot off some quick ones for you um okay. one jacob put uh best recovery methods uh honestly sleep sleep's the most important thing like Honestly, when it comes down to it. Uh, eight to nine hours. Cool. Um, would you ever go team with the new format? Uh, yes, possibly. I'm not a great team player, but <laughs> I have contemplated the fact – yeah, I'm a terrible team player. I have contemplated the fact that if for some reason this year – uh, doesn't work out nearing the end of it that I would possibly go team. Um, but again, the goal isn't to go team and have a good time. The goal is to go team and go to the games. Um, sure. So I've considered it, but we, we will see what happens. Nice. Uh, let me see here. 
Christy said, will you marry me? I believe he's already married, Christy. Sorry. Uh, what is what's your what's your worst or major struggle to keep your discipline and consistency Uh, i don't know how to really answer that i mean you just gotta want it i guess yeah yeah. i know what you're trying to get yeah what your kind of goal is i guess what you're what you're working towards um see here what's your favorite ben and jerry's flavor ice cream I haven't had Ben and Jerry's forever, honestly. Right. My wife's on like my wife's on like a current diet right now, so she doesn't really allow any sugar in the house. So I don't I don't get to even eat sweets in my own house. She's like throwing it out. <laughs> so I haven't had ice cream in forever. <laughs> oh man, nice man. Well, that's it, Jacob. Um, where can people find you if they want to watch your your you know your vlog on YouTube or Instagram? Can I give? Yeah, you a- yeah. So on YouTube, um, on you wait. Uh, I'm trying to think here. On Instagram, what is my handle? jheppner66. On in, in Instagram, I'm jheppner66 because some stupid, small, little twerpy kid somewhere <laughs> in Asia has my full name on Instagram. So, oh. little turball, I'll be finding you. Um, <laughs> and then on YouTube, honestly, if you just type in Jacob Heppner, my channel should pop up pretty quickly. Um, it, it's, pr- it's pretty dang easy to find. So, um, yeah, pretty simple. Nice, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and, and talking to me, and um, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. I'm recovering today from your programming, so I'll get to a little rest and then uh, hit it back up tomorrow. All right. Well, hey, Anthony, I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time, man.